Hey there! Welcome back to another episode of the Thrifty Marketer Podcast. Today we will be talking to Adam Toporek. Adam is one of the leading CX thought leaders and regularly features on publications like Forbes, an entrepreneur. Today we will be learning from him how SMBs can leverage customer experience as a key differentiator. Let's dive in. Today is an exciting day because, uh, you know, uh, I, the moment I started the show, we were focusing on SMBs. Uh, a lot of exciting people were coming on show. We had Annette France. We had uh, Vitti Feed, CEO, et cetera, et cetera. But today I have a special guest. Uh, I have somebody who understands the pulse of SMB and customer experience. So uh, I have Adam Toprak with me today. He, he is a third generation entrepreneur with extensive experience in retail, wholesale, franchising, and small business. He understands customer experience and the impact it can have on the bottom line uh, because he has he is coming from an entrepreneurship background itself. He's a top customer experience leader and he is a top customer experience thought leader and he has been cited in leading publications like Entrepreneur, Forbes, AMA, and over 150 other media. Uh, he is a famous author. His book, Be Your Customer's Hero, is one of the most sought-after books in CX. And he is currently writing his second book, uh, if I'm not wrong. He's also uh, an experienced podcaster. He's a co-host of Crack the Customer Code po- podcast, which has more than one lakh downloads. So without further ado, let me bring Adam on. Hey, how are you? Hey, Adam. Can hey, you- how's it going, Vivek? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Uh, wonderful. Enjoy a nice Friday. Talking CX. <laughs> right, right. Thank you so much for having uh, coming here, actually, accepting my invite. Oh, no, uh, so, uh, Adam, uh, how this... <laughs> how this how this show works is you know we we bring on people who can share insights and provide some inspiration to all the folks who are watching because we are all going through a tough time as itself with the pandemic and all that that's that's why this show has originated uh, so uh, its primary focus is on smb as i have mentioned you know companies who have 100 employees 2000 employees and they struggle a lot with several challenges. So one of them is customer experience. So I am so glad that you are here. So I have curated a set of uh, 10 to 12 questions for you, which covers CX from an SMB standpoint. So can I can I start? Let's do it. Let's do it. Fantastic. So um, Adam, the first question is, you know, uh, let's let's uh, talk about start with this pandemic, right? This COVID nineteen. How do you think it has impacted the world of customer experience and the C, the world of CX professionals? Well, from the standpoint of customer experience, the impact has been huge because it's been huge both for industry. Yeah, I tend to look at it from an industry basis because it's hard to just have a broad brush stroke. It affects small businesses differently. It affects restaurants differently than delivery services. It affects oil companies different than airlines. Uh, So it's been different than Amazon, of course, which has done well during this pandemic as opposed to, you know, many other industries. So what we found really is that you've got sort of two situations. Uh, Either your business has gotten hit really hard or you've had an influx of demand like Amazon, certain grocery retailers. So depending on what it is. And both of those things present different challenges for CX professionals. Now, CX professionals, and, and let's talk about the ones that are sort of in-house, right? The people right. that have 
uh, CXO roles, CCO roles, not so much the consultants and outside people like myself. Uh, you know, they are really dealing with a resource allocation question and a resource uh, either abundance or lack of abundance question, right? right. Because, right. Uh, you know, if they're in an industry that's been hit hard, budgets are gone, revenue's gone, they've got all sorts of challenges. Uh, let's right. take the air, like the airlines, for example. Obviously, revenue was crushed, right? But not only that, but their channel volume. Right. So if you think about all their customer service inquiries, they had this huge influx of people wanting to know, hey, I've got to cancel my ticket. I have to change my ticket where I, I mean, I'm a speaker. I go around and speak at events. All those plans right. changed. Right. And I'm right. calling. And uh, fortunately, my airline's really good that I use. But they had to figure out how to shift that volume because a lot of those discussions used to happen in the airport. They had right. staff right. at the desk. Right. But now it's right. all going to phone to chat. So there's this channel question. So. It's just this complete sort of moving chaos that CX professionals are having to adapt to in real time and have been for months now. Right, right, right. So it's it's the the, the right word is moving chaos. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, as you mentioned, even the companies who have gone through a spurt of growth, they also had a different set of challenges with with the large volumes of queries and customers following up, like the case of e-commerce customers following up on the pending orders and delivery dates, et cetera. That's, that's absolutely fantastic. Right. So uh, coming to SMBs, you know, customer experience and SMBs, and that's, that's a weird combination. If you, if you read online, uh, there are various views on it, right? So does that even make sense as SMBs are normally catering to more residential or niche locality-based customers? Does uh, CX doesn't even make sense to SMBs? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I would say uh, there's very few uh, black or white, uh, you know, clear answers in um, <laughs> customer experience. But one of them is uh, small businesses absolutely need customer experience. Right. Now, the the question is not size. The question again is industry. Uh, if you have a monopoly, if you are the power company, or you have some product that everyone loves, like the first iPhone before there were any other smartphones, and right. you have a complete monopoly, you can get away with bad experience. Okay. Right. So if, they, right. if they want your product, then you're the only place they can get it. <laughs> but uh, how true is that for how many small businesses? Now, in a small town, you may be the only store, right. right? In a small town, you may be the only restaurant, but it's very rare nowadays. It's very rare yeah. that people don't have options to go. So for small businesses, experience is a huge, huge part of what brings people back and the question I would even ask for anybody that believes, oh, small business doesn't need experience, it's all local. Uh, well, first of all, that local is experience, right? I mean, that's the things yeah. we talk about, relationships, it's a uh, personal right. touch. Uh, but right. the other thing is this, is your product so in demand and so good and so special that you can treat your customers bad, you know, badly and they won't come back? Right. Um, no, probably not. So experience is huge for SMBs. I mean, that's where I learned experience, as you pointed out in my bio, third generation entrepreneur. Most of the ideas, I didn't come from a big CXO role. I never, you know, I come from entrepreneurship. I come from small business. And uh, so one of the things I think that helps me when I'm helping a company is I come from a place as an SMB that there's never enough budget. There's never enough, you know, time. There's never enough resources, right? Yeah, right. And, and so many uh, CX experiences are those things, trying to figure out how to navigate those things. Absolutely, absolutely. Even uh, every SMB is also moving digital because of the pandemic. So customer experience on every channel is almost kind of mandatory these days. 
Right. So since SMBs need to focus, let's let's get into it a little bit in detail. So uh, why SMBs must focus uh, on delivering an exceptional CX irrespective of their focus area or products or services? But, uh, it's 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 a uh, it's a it's a mandatory thing. But still, I would like to get some more insight from you that why they must focus on delivering an exceptional CX or maybe a good good uh, optimal CX. I you know, I think it comes down to commoditization, right? I mean, how spe we, we sort of alluded to it before, how special is your product? If you're a small business, are you gonna differentiate based on the product? Maybe, I mean, is your is your pizza really that much better than the pizza next door? <laughs> Maybe, okay, but uh, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing to keep. And then another right. one comes in. But if you differentiate on relationships, on service, on experience, that's much harder to compete with. It's much yeah. harder to do if you can do it well, right? If you take out, so let's talk, I, I like the restaurant example because they're all struggling, not all of them, but the great majority are struggling right now, right? It's just right. really difficult. And a lot where in my area, and I'm not sure if this is true where you are, have shifted to takeout, right? They're not, right. some are open, but a lot aren't open and they're doing delivery. So the question I would ask you is, okay, that's great. One, how are you communicating? That's a differentiator. Are you communicating about COVID, about all your safety procedures? That's something you can do different. I've seen restaurants that are doing that well. I've seen restaurants that aren't doing that at all. I'm like, right. uh, what, what are you doing? Y'all wear a mask? You, you know, uh, and other people are like, hey, we bring it out. We put it on a chair. We don't even touch you. You go get the bag off the chair in the parking lot, right? Uh, and then, you know what? Could you put something extra in the bag? I haven't seen anybody doing that. Could you put yeah. just a little? It doesn't have to be anything. It could be a flower, something to brighten your day, right? right. It literally could be a, a piece, a cut flower per order. I mean, are you looking for ways, even in this environment, to differentiate? And heaven forbid, could you actually call and ask how the meal was? You do that right. at the end. Of your, your waiter does that at the end of the meal, right? Absolutely. So there, and, and these may not be the right answers for any particular restaurant. The, I, the, the idea is, are you looking for them? Are you looking at the customer journey? You're saying, okay, I'm one of 20 restaurants at a three-mile area that's doing pickup right now. Why are we special? And quit thinking it's your food. Even if your food is special, it also needs to be your experience. Right, right. Yeah, that's that small little gestures matters a lot, uh, especially times like these. Everybody's uh, facing a lot of trouble. And if if somebody does that, something special in my packet, I, obviously, I will remember that place and I will not mind recommending them to my friends and family. Fantastic. So, uh, you know, coming to uh, making CX as a differentiator, how can SMBs go about it? How can they make CX their one of their differentiators? Uh, well, it depends where they're at, right? We talk about, uh, there's, I don't really like the term a lot, but people use the term a customer experience maturity, sort of where right. you are in customer experience growth. I think it applies a little more uh, to larger organizations. Uh, but one of the th questions is, where are you now? Uh, you right. have to know where you are now. What is your, and uh, you have to start with culture. If you're the leader, if you're the small business owner, you know, we come from that lens. Uh, what's your culture? Has it been customer centric? How, right. uh, you know, I always talk about, I wrote an article about Comcast years ago when they were having challenges. And I use the, uh, the idea of a, of a freight liner, right? To turn a culture around of, that, of an organization that size is monstrous. To do it at a small level still is a lot of work. It's not easy to do even for you know a company that's got 20 people or 30 people, right? right. Or 100 people. Uh, but you have to start there. You have to say, have we as leaders been customer centric have we set up systems 
uh, you know, cultural communication and have we essentially been, d designed our organization around the customer? You have to start there. If you're, once you decide that, sort of figure out where you are and what you want to do, like what's the why? Why do we want to be customer centric? Hopefully it's what you and I have been talking about, Vivek. Uh, am I saying that right, Vivek? Yes, yes, that's right. Uh, yeah, hopefully it's what um, you and I have been talking about, which is to cr create a competitive advantage, to create differentiation. And if that's the case, then you have your why. Okay, then what's the what? How do we do that? How do, do we put the flower in the bag? What do we do? And then how? How do we afford it? How do we train our teams? How do we uh, create a journey that is consistent, that is frictionless? So there's a lot to it. And one of the things you say, how do you start? If you start with that sort of why, what, how, then I usually recommend apply the 80-20 rule because you're not going to be able to fix it all. So right. right, find, okay, what are the big rocks? What are the moments that really are going to matter? Let's get those humming first and then let's start filling in the journey. Right, right, right. So it's it's a it's a, a top-down approach, basically. It has to start from your leadership, uh, drastic change in your culture, if it is already not there, and then take it from there. That's that's a right approach, I believe. And um, coming to my, uh, you know, uh, again, it's kind of repetitive, but I would like to uh, drive this point home. So if you mentioned about the culture change, right? So SMBs, it's a small uh, setup, uh, maybe a team, leaders of two, three leaders, uh, maybe co-founders and then some team under them. So how can they kickstart their CX strategy and vision? Is it is it uh, a series of steps you can tell or maybe elaboration on the culture part itself? Yeah, I think it's it's really looking at the entire journey first, right? I mean, if you want to say kickstart, it's, uh, it, it, does, it comes from the culture, right? And then looking at the journey and saying, what is the optimal journey? And, you know, we can maybe talk about this a little more later, uh, one of the challenges for small businesses is having good customer data to make decisions, right? right. right? Um, so coming in that vacuum, you know, trying to figure out what that journey is and really saying, okay, how do we timeline it? And what I mean by that, if you take the 80-20 rule, okay, we've got the big, let's do, I'll do like a hairdresser. Right. Okay. So if you have like a, let's, let's assume a, in a non-COVID environment, everybody's just getting their hair done normally, right? right, uh, right. Not like this right now, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, so, but people are doing that. So what are some of the key touch points? Because you've got all these touch points. You've got where they get the marketing flyer, or they see the ad on Google or Facebook, right? They do the phone call, then they come in, they're greeted, then they have their stylist and their whatever. What are the key touch points? Well, key touch points, probably the first phone call. Key yeah. touch points probably when they come in for the first time, that first greeting. Key right. touch points when the stylist picks them up, right. right? And then like when they check out and then there's like the follow-up. So what are the most important rocks? Okay, let's nail the phone call. Let's right. nail the phone call or, or the online reservation if that's what they're doing. Let's make sure right. those are great. Let's train our stylists on how to be great stylists, not with the hair, with how to communicate, how to pick right. up, how to set expectations, all right. the customer service, the soft skills, as we would talk about, Vivek, right. right? So if when you look at, I just want to give a simple journey, look at the journey and say, okay, we're going to work on the big, right, the two biggest things that if we mess them up, that first impression or the main service itself, those are going to be bad. And if we nail them, we, we'll have a little bit of leeway if we're not so great in a couple of other parts, right? Right, right, right. Absolutely. That's how I suggest starting if you're starting from the ground up, so to speak. Right. So I, I've never looked at uh, a customer journey in that way for a hairdresser. That's a lot. 
small insights but very valuable insights because i can imagine me going to a salon and the, the person sitting at the reception desk treating me well makes a first good impression for sure that's fantastic oh, right. yeah. so, right. <laughs> so uh my next question will be as you mentioned about challenges so what are the typical challenges smbs might face when they are building their cx roadmap so well the first is just resources resources right i mean it's basically uh what, what is the biggest challenge in all small business resources 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 now that those resources can be cash it can be the time of leadership right yeah. I mean, do you have enough time vivek <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. I mean, but that's a real challenge because you, you're not operating at scale. I mean, I, yeah. for me and my businesses, always you know, one of the biggest challenges was my personal time. Right. Like, how, you know, if I'm on stage, I'm not growing the you know business. Right. right. If I'm in a training, I'm not uh, helping put out a fire. Right. Uh, so there's there's all these uh, things, you know, the smaller you are, that there's these challenges that don't come from scale. The other issue, and we just alluded to it, I think as big as just data you just don't have the data as a small business that you do if you're fedex or you know amazon or whatever right uh right. and try trying to so there's some ways to get around that um you because you're not you're never going to get the scientifically you know the scientific uh whatever uh i'm missing that word uh the level of confidence the statistical level of confidence that you're going to have if you're google yeah. right with yeah, your but you can get anecdotal data. You can hopefully get some good data if you have enough history, if you study it, uh, you know, if you use the right measurements. Uh, you can also, and this is hugely important for small business, talk to your front lines. Right. They know so much about what the friction is in the journey, what the friction is because you haven't empowered them. Right, right. Okay. Uh, so one of the things you want to try to do as a small business is get over that, uh, try to find a way to bridge that information gap, that data gap, because it is right. one of the biggest challenges. Now, if you have a digital business, it's easier, right? So again, industry matters, right? If you are a, uh, a SaaS company, you probably yeah. have a lot better data than if you're a restaurant or That's a hairdresser. Right? So, so, so the industry is going to matter and how your, your customer funnel is going to matter. Uh, and the other thing I'd say is this, uh, as far as challenges for a small business, is consistency in systems. Right. 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 Uh, again, this becomes a time constraint thing. Uh, you're so busy just trying to do things that you don't have time to set up the systems that make it easier to do things. Right. I think we right. all have been there. Uh, yeah. But it's so important. The, the systems are so important. They're important for consistency of experience delivery. They're important because that gives your team, it gives them something to rely on, it gives something for you to train around to help make that experience not only consistent in the digital touch points where you just set it once and forget it, so to speak. Not right. exactly, but a little bit. Uh, and the human touch points where there's a lot of variability uh, and it helps to have guardrails, it helps to have an idea of what that touch point is when they answer the phone, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, absolutely, because uh, I believe a lot of SMEs do this mistake. They set up systems in place, but then they forget about it, right? Uh, they have oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they have a Facebook Messenger for taking queries, but that is not attended for weeks altogether. So that is uh, that's that's uh, certain points which SMEs can take care of, right? So my next question will be, uh, what are your favorite tips if when you work with SMB owners? You know, if they want to, they have decided that they want to 
make sure that it's a customer driven organization they want to deliver an exceptional customer experience they have taken the decision but what tips can you provide to those guys who are ready to take the next action so i would extend one something we've already talked about so you map the journey right start with figuring out the journey right. uh, figure out the 80 20 of the journey and but here's right. here's the wrinkle that here's the big tip is remember that customer emotion is everything okay Absolutely. so when we look at the journey when we look at that what are the touch points that are the most important well if you notice in my little uh, fake example i made about the hairdresser it wasn't the marketing flyer or the Google ad. It was a, what were the two biggest places I picked out? Two places where there's human interaction. There's yep. most, uh, right? And we talk about transform, digital transformation. I tend to use the phrase digital integration because right. for, depending on the industry, again, for so many industries, it's an integration of the human uh, touch points and the digital touch points and making them work seamlessly together. But understanding that what we know is customer emotion is the most important determination of an experience. Okay. How they're going to remember the experience, how they're going to feel about your brand and your business is going to be determined uh, by their emotions, often their peak emotions. So, so the most, uh, whether that's negative or positive, the most right. powerful emotions they feel during the experience. So right. focusing on this, taking those touch points, taking that 80, 20 approach further and figuring out how do I create, how do I remove friction and hassle, try to prevent negative emotion? And how do I create a positive emotionally resonant moment at that touch point? Got it, got it. I think, I think it all starts with the proper customer journey mapping. You need to know the journey your customer takes from the moment the first touch point to the loyalty or whatever you are after. You know, so the entire journey is ma mapping is very crucial, I believe. Right. So um, SMBs are always, as you mentioned, challenged by manpower, budgets and costs and all those things. But what are some of the positive aspects of being an SMB when it comes to CX? Is there any, if, if there are any? <laughs> oh, God, of course there are. Um, first of all, just flexibility, speed, right? I mean, just the ability to, to you know, Take that example I used of the airlines trying to shift their call that you know shift all that customer service volume to call and chat. I mean, doing that for like Delta or United or American, do you know what a job that is? That's insane, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, to shift if you have a restaurant with a twenty-person staff to take out is a lot easier. I'm not saying it's easy; it's just easier. It, you can do it faster, <laughs> right? You can do it quicker. There's just so much less involved operating at a smaller scale that you can pivot immediately. You know, I don't think for a lot, I'll go back to the restaurant example. I don't think for a lot of restaurants, the issue was not being able to pivot quickly. The issue was not knowing how, what to pivot to because the, nobody knew what was happening. Right? right. 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 I think once people were like, okay, you know what, we've got to do takeout. The pivot wasn't that hard. Right. So that's the thing. You've got flexibility. You've got speed. And the question I would ask is, how do you use that to create advantage? How do you use that? Okay, particularly, let's say if uh, Amazon is your competitor, <laughs> and one of the, you know you're you have a Shopify, whatever, and you know Amazon's a bit of a competitor for you. Well, how do you adapt? How do you to make sure your T-shirt line or your widget line or whatever you're selling, <laughs> uh, right? How can you be fast? How can you right. that rapidly? Uh, and I, I think that's one of the best advantages. The other advantage, and this is a little more challenging right now because it used to be 
uh, you know, as long as six months ago, <laughs> back, in the, back, in the old, back in the old days, six months ago, uh, where, you know, you had that personal relation, you had the ability to interact. This was something, um, you know, Amazon didn't have, right? You had the right. ability to like be face to face and that matters. We're wired for that. I teach a lot of that in my training, you know, or sort of evolutionary wiring. And that's a little harder now, but how can you make up for it? Can you use the phone more? Can you even have video chat with customers, depending on your industry, what makes sense, right? But are you looking for ways to create that, keep that personal connection? If you were a hair salon, are you having the stylist reach out, uh, you know, the ones that are still on staff, reach out to their best customers and just say hi, right? Well, I mean, just what can you be doing to even in this COVID world we're in right now, try to keep those connections alive because often that's your competitive advantage. Right, right. Yeah. So the the personal experience thing, uh, you know, I can I can imagine. I've read a lot of your blog posts mentioning that point again and again uh, about personal relationships and how to maintain the communication uh, with your customer. That's fantastic, actually. So uh, you you are a big proponent of empathy when it comes to delivering an exceptional customer experience. So does empathy play a vital role for SMBs also? Uh, if it is true, uh, how? Well, yeah, 100%. So I would look at it this way. Uh, customer, What we know is customer emotion is probably the strongest determination of experience, as we mentioned. Uh, right. And I'll give you a little, I'll give you a little some stats on that. So uh, one study took an emotional experience versus a uh, negative emotional experience. So positive emotion versus negative emotion and found that people were 15 times more likely to recommend if they'd had a positive emotional experience. So that's NPS, right? Likely to recommend 15 right. times. That's not 15%, that's 1500%. So right. eight times more likely to trust. So just from having a positive emotional experience versus a negative emotional. And then they found there were six times more likely to forgive. And which is important because we're gonna, you know, we're gonna mess up, right? We're yep. never, yep. You know, even, even if we do it right, there's a gap in expectations. They think we messed up. So forgiveness is huge. So what's one of the most important things in creating positive emotion? Particularly now, post-COVID, it's even more important than it was, and it was always important. And that's empathy. That is the ability to understand others as best you can, what their journey has been, what they are feeling, not through the lens of what you're feeling, right? And trying to... Uh, the old expression, walk a mile in their shoes, right? right. And you, never, you look, we, it's hard to understand people that have had a different life than you have, right? It's not right. easy. It, it's, it's a skill set. I'm sure you're talking about that article I wrote, but, you know, that it's a skill. It's not just, oh, I'm going to be empathetic now, right? There, yeah. there are skills to it. Um, yeah. but it, And it's not easy to do, but just the trying means you're you're halfway there. Just yep. the fact that you're trying to understand people means you're halfway there because one, you're not thinking about you. You're thinking about them. You're thinking about their journey. And here's the thing. If you're, if I'm talking to you, Vivek, and you've got a problem, you know, something went wrong. I'm the, I'm the agent. You've got a problem. And all I do is jump into talking about how to fix the problem. And I don't hear how upset you're, you are. I don't hear how frustrated you are because I'm the third person you spoke with. If I don't have that kind of empathy, if I don't, if I can't sit back and understand how you're feeling, the emotion, then you're not going to have a positive emotional experience. Even if I fix it, the emotion you're leaving with is negative, yep, right? Yep. That's okay. that's where the, that's the business case. Forget the human case, which is important too, because you know let's just be better people. Uh, but that's the business case for why it applies in experience. Right, right. That that's actually a very good point. I've never never heard about it in that way. 
about empathy in customer experience. Fantastic. Right. So uh, we cannot have the conversation of customer experience without a mention of technology bit, right? So can technology play a vital role in helping SMBs, you know, deliver a good customer experience? And how can they adopt adopt the right tools? Is there any, any way they can go about it? Uh, so yeah, 100% it can and should, depending on the industry, of course, uh, because one of the things is it gives you cost savings, which is nice. You know, I mean, that resource, part of the challenge is resources. So anything you can do, and there's a ton. What's really amazing in the past 10 years, particularly, is that there's so much SaaS software that is affordable for small business to give you the tools that you know the Googles and I mean they're not quite the same because you don't have the data set and all that but right, to, right. to make you competitive with larger companies to make right. you so you can have customer data right decent customer data you can analyze it you can see the journey on your website right uh, and then that's you know sort of the benefit to the business and it is hugely important we talked about sort of the two overriding goals prevent negative emotion and encourage positive emotion well friction uh, in the journey, particularly nowadays, can create a lot of negative emotions. So technology can be used. Technology is an amazing tool for the immediacy that people want now, for the instant, you know, we all want instant gratification. We want, uh, you know, like Amazon takes three days to deliver something. What, three days? <laughs> what, what, you know, like, what the heck is with three days? It's supposed to be three hours now, right? Yeah. I mean, and that we, there's a lot of that right now. So, um, one of the biggest ways is it can remove friction in the journey. And right. I think uh, depending on your industry, depending on what your journey is, you can use it in different ways, not only to remove friction for your uh, customers, but to also remove friction for the employees delivering the experiences for your customers. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. There are a lot of tools uh, for SMBs these days, which they can, customer touch points can be made much simpler and integrate together with these technology. That's what I have seen. Right. So um, this will be my last question related to customer experience. Right. Uh, I have some personal questions after that. So any any precautions or warning you might want to give to the SMB owners because uh, they're embarking on this uh, difficult journey of delivering a good customer experience. So, any 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 precaution they should take, or any warning you might want to give them. Yeah, I'll give a few. I'll give one that's sort of general, and I'll give one that's sort of post-COVID. Okay. Uh, so, the one that's general is this: be, you know, we talked about data. Be really careful when you're starting these, uh, you know, your, your new journey, your new touch points, or whatever you may be doing to not get sidetracked by anecdotal data, which right. means one person comes in, one of your employees comes in and says, we had a complaint about the new, I don't know, the new packaging. I'll just make right. something up. Right. Okay. How many complaints? Oh, just the one. Because yeah, they'll come in and they'll say, everyone hates the new packaging. Right? <laughs> who's, every, who's everyone? Uh, this one lady who I've never seen before. <laughs> Right. So, so and, but you have to be careful. It's small business. Yeah, I used to deal with this all the time, you know, in my, in, in my other businesses. Like, uh, they hate the music. Really? How many? No, two out of, and how many months of complaints? Oh, three. Okay. <laughs> right. So, you've got to be careful, though, not to get sidetracked with the this, uh, sort of anecdotal data and people's uh, impressions of things or because they had 
a really upset customer about a touch point or something that happened that it's bad for everyone because right. you're never, you're never, you know, no customer experience is ever going to be a hundred percent. But when you're right. small, you tend to be, we tend to get this anecdotal data and go, ah, run and run, you know, run. Right. So right. be really careful with that. Uh, the next thing I'll say is sort of a post COVID, uh, post COVID advice, which is this. One of the things I heard a lot was, you know, nobody could have foreseen this. Nobody could have foreseen this is so different. This is, and from a business perspective, I think that's probably true for most businesses. They weren't game planning this. Um, you know, there's some scientists that knew this was coming, but you know, the rest of us, okay. <laughs> right. Here, here's the thing. I don't think you get to say that again. And what I mean by that is, okay, now we know. We don't know, but we know enough to know, okay, the next 12 months, the next three months, the next six months, whatever it's going to be, is choice A, choice B, or choice C. Right. And you need to be planning for whatever those, you know, it may be A, B, C, D, E, whatever you think it is for your industry, right? You need to start looking at, okay, it could go this way. We could all be locked down or... You know, the port where I get all of my supplies, where my supply chain comes through, could be locked down. What happens then? Right. You we now have the opportunity to, it's not fresh anymore. Now we should be game planning. Anybody who's designing experiences or looking at their business should be game planning, you know, at least the major eventualities of how this thing may go. And right. I think for small businesses, you know, that, that, that excuse was fine before. We all sort of felt it together. Uh, but you don't get it twice. You, you've got to be ready. We've got to be ready and looking at, okay, how am I going to pivot if this happens? How am I going to pivot if this happens? And I see when I talk to organizations and companies, I see a lot of, well, like when things get back to normal, it's like, okay, well, what about the next, <laughs> what about the next 18 months? Because <laughs> it might not right. be normal. I don't know. It might, it might not be. So really looking at that, that would be my other piece of uh, sort of watch out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think COVID, COVID-19 has, really gave us gave everybody a wake up call that a small thing can become so big and your business model might get disrupted in a different total total different way right all right so my next question will be uh, what does the future hold for cx professionals according to you uh, cx professionals um you know, there's a few different strands on this. So one is there's a lot of predictions that there are going to be fewer CX professionals as a result of this and that, that it was heading that way before. I hope that's not true. Uh, right. We just, I just talked about that in a recent podcast interview uh, because it's um, the question is what ROI are you producing for the company? What, how can you prove that experience is going to pay off? And the catch is that was hard before, depending on the company, right? It was it was often hard to prove ROI, uh, particularly for a company that was new, you know, sort of trying to become customer centric because you're bringing in data from somewhere else and saying, well, it should apply here. We don't know. Right. It should. Right. Um, but now it's even harder because no one knows what the world's going to look like. <laughs> so how do you right? So how do you justify the ROI of investment and experience? Uh, right. So I think there's a lot, uh, there's going to be a lot of shifting around that, I think, uh, for sure. And, you know, just across the board, there's going to be shifting because, well, you know, companies are going to be going out of business. Other companies are going to be forming. Some are going to grow. Some are going to shrink. Uh, there's just going to be a lot of movement in the economy, right? right. And CX right. professionals will be a part of that movement, just like every other profession. So right. I, I think just there. Uh, that said, I think 
on the positive note, I think CX professionals can find a, there's an opportunity here uh, in general for CX professionals to say, look, experience is more important than ever. You know, if, if emotion is what creates loyalty, if emotion is what cre increases cart size, right? All of these things. Well, we've got a world full of scared and uncertain people that need emotional connection more than ever. And we can do that through experience, design, and execution. Right. So I think very macro, there's an opportunity here for CX professionals to really step up and cement customer relationships for organizations. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I had Annette Franz on the show a couple of weeks ago. So she was saying the same thing that one of her colleagues got laid off and immediately got picked up by another company because CX professionals are coming into demand as well. So that was the nice. same point like you mentioned, right? So it's there is a positive as well as a negative side to it. And let's hope that yeah. the positive weighs heavier than the negative. Yeah, right. I, think, I, I hope they will. And yeah, I love Annette. Annette's a good friend of mine, so that's awesome. Right. All right. So uh, my last question will be, I ask this every guest of mine, how has this pandemic impacted Adam and customer that sticks? Uh, so, hmm. Well, for me, one thing is just I, you know, I don't know. I feel pretty good. It's, it's been challenging, of course, because I speak on stages. I do live right. trainings in rooms right. with other human beings, uh, <laughs> and that obviously does not exist uh, very at, at all right now. Uh, so, yeah, obviously, I've been doing virtual events. I've done a virtual keynotes. I do webinars, things like that for companies, and uh, those are fun. I, I was doing those before. Just doing more of them now. Um, the training, we are really digging into setting up. Um, we already had virtual training, but we're obviously leaning in heavily to that. And what's interesting is it's sort of a metaphor for like the answer I've been giving about every other company right. you know, about digital transformation. You know, the thing is like everybody was already doing digital transformation. Now it's just accelerated. That's sort of where we are with the virtual training. We were already heading that direction. Now we're just accelerating uh, right. how fast how fast we get there and what it looks like sort of how how we're going to approach it uh so for me that's been the shift obviously i used to be at home or on an airplane now i'm just at home and for me personally uh, i'm actually launching my uh, my other website uh, so i'm sort of uh, you know like many people in covid i am uh evaluating life not just business. Right? <laughs> right. Uh, and so, so I've always had artistic uh, stuff. So I'm actually, I've started a production company, going to be working on some uh, film and some uh, things Very like nice. that. I uh, saw some clips of yours coming on Instagram. So it was pretty exciting. And I, awesome. I, also, <laughs> I also know that you are, you are in the midst of writing your second book, if I'm not wrong. Uh, sure. Yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. Yeah, I, yeah, it is, but it's a sort of a, one of those just sort of slowly happening kind of things. <laughs> right, right. I'm pretty sure it will be so good when it comes out. So, uh, Adam, thank you so much for your time. And uh, I had uh, a good time talking to you because hearing from people like you is really inspirational for me from a market. I'm a marketing person, so customer experience goes hand in hand. So this, this has been fantastic. And uh, please stay safe, and uh, I'll be in touch with you. YouTube, thank you so much. And if anybody wants to connect with me, feel free to find me on LinkedIn or Instagram. I love connecting with everybody and love the show. Thanks, Vivek. Thank you so much. All right. So that was Adam Toporek. Uh, fantastic person. I love him. 
lot of insights, right? Uh, when it comes to CX, uh, I have never heard insights about CX in this kind of way. The example he gave about the salon or the hairdresser, right? SMBs, uh, you might think that uh, SMB, this is my two cents for SMB owners, right? You might think that you do not have the budgets to buy tools, hire more people, but customer experience can be delivered by the smallest of gestures, right? Like Adam said, leaving a flower in the delivery basket. How it's, That's cool, right? Adding extra ketchup sachets in the delivery, right? That makes sense. Calling up and asking your customer how he felt after the haircut. Things like that, small things. Everybody needs empathy. Everybody's looking for support from whichever place or person available. So as a SMB owner, stay on track and keep focusing on customer experience. Your customers, if they are happy, I'm pretty sure times like these, pandemic, etc., they will be the ones who will pull you through. So always, always invest and focus on customer experience. That's why I have been bringing experts from CEX for SMB, uh, SMBs, etc. Thanks for listening in. For more such exciting episodes, please follow the Thrifty Marketer podcast. See you soon.